Welcome back to the Russ and Randy Show, everybody, for Tips in 10. That is practical tips in 10 minutes or fewer to help you brand and market your practice or hospital. And I'm here with Randy, Dr. Randall Wong, to review a topic we've already talked about a little bit, but... We're going to introduce a higher-level course. I think this is probably a 300-level course or a 400-level course, if you want, but it's really meant for those of you who are interested in writing an ebook. We've had several episodes on the basics of writing an ebook, the advantages of writing an ebook, but we're going to talk about some kind of finer elements that you might want to consider if you're serious about writing an ebook, especially if you want to do so de novo. And a lot of interest in that topic by our listeners. Yeah. So, you know, most doctors love to write. Wait, wait, wait. Did you really just say most doctors love to write? That's just crazy talk. Just crazy talk. Okay. Most doctors like to create. There you go. And to be authors. How's that? Yeah. Most doctors hate to write. Most doctors like to be published. How's that? This is very true. Okay. So if you're one of those and you're considering writing an ebook for yourself, this episode is for you. So we're going to go down a list as quickly but as thoroughly as we can about things that we think you should do or shouldn't do or include in the process. And let me start by saying, you know, we've had a couple episodes, I think, at least one episode on writing your ebook previously. And we talked about basically the simplest, most straightforward approach to doing that. And we really focused on how to get content from your blog organized into an ebook. And as Randy says, this is kind of for those who want to take it up a notch. To do it more better. More better-ish, yes. Yes. So what is tip number one? I know this one. Tip number one is, and many of these are pearls of duh. A lot of you listening are going to say, well, duh, that's pretty obvious. So tip number one is only write on topics on which you actually have expertise. I know that's a duh, but many people will try to put together an ebook on topics they think their audience really needs or wants, but they don't have deep expertise. You know, trying to stretch to put together an ebook like that is going to get you burned. It's also going to be really boring. You know, you want to write on things that are very poignant, to the point, and knowing your topic is key number one to good writing on your website. And for the ebook. Yeah, if you stick to your expertise, it will require no research. You can just put it together. Yeah, it'll be more fun. And this is not an exhaustive rendition of all and everything you know in medicine. This is your niche. So if you can stick to your niche, stick to your niche. And within your niche, if there's a couple of topics that you really are great about and you get excited about, go for it. Well, you need to know your topic because you want to maintain your authority and credibility. And that will shine through. I wanted to say something, but I'm having a brain fart. So we'll just move on. How about advertising, marketing, and landing pages? Absolutely. Before you even start to put it together, think about how you'll market it. I mean, even if you're giving it away, even if you're providing it for merely an opt-in to your email list, you still need to sell it in some respect. Think about the landing page you'll have. Think about how you'll describe it to those people who you want to opt into your list. Think about that before you even begin putting your ebook together. And you may even just want to include a little link in your email newsletter that can take you to a landing page, which is no more than just a page on your website that says, here's my ebook and this is what it's about. I like it. And the other point of landing pages is that it's focused. 
there isn't a navigation bar that will lead your visitors off on other aspects of your site. It just focuses on that one goal, that one call to action. Distraction-free. It's a place where your readers can find out more about a particular topic. What about topic? Now, I know we just talked about knowing your topic, but, you know, what do you write about? A lot of people talk about providing what you know your audience wants. And the way to find out what they want is to survey them. Ask them. Do you think there's a way to survey patients in the office, in the clinic? Oh, absolutely. Just ask them in clinic. Say, hey, what is your most urgent or most important question regarding your ailment? If I put together an ebook, what would you like that ebook to be on? Or tell your email list, send out an email that says, hey, I'm putting together this ebook and I'd like to know what you'd like to hear about. These are some of the topics I've been thinking about. What do you most want to hear about? What do you most want to know? Survey your audience and then focus on that. Just asking? Yeah, just ask. You know, I've talked about how to know what to write about on your blog. I'm old school, so I keep a little spiral-bound notebook in my pocket. The new kid on the block uses their smartphone and just does a voice recording. But the last patient had a really good question. Or you've had four patients today that had exactly the same question. Record that question between patients and clinic. That's what your patients wants to know. That's what you should be writing about on your blog is frequently asked questions. Patient, FAQs. Answer those questions and do it online. Do it on your blog and you will be found. But you can do the same thing for an ebook. And I think a great example is your, is your previous book on the rhinitis of pregnancy versus everything I know about pregnancy. Yes. You honed in on a very specific aspect of pregnancy to which one-third, if I remember, of expectant mothers suffer from, and that's rhinitis. Yeah, very common. So that's a great example of not everything I know about pregnancy, but this is, this is one aspect that really is going to hit a home run because it's a huge problem. Huge problem, tiny niche, very, very focused. And every one of our listeners has a tiny focused niche like that where their patients will value their input. Now, as you're writing and getting organized, we have a couple tips about actually just getting organized. In previous episodes, we talked, we introduced the concept of just using your blog articles, putting them in a gigantic PDF for your ebook, and each title or article title would be a chapter title. If you want to take it up a notch, you can consider using Microsoft Word to keep things organized, to write an outline. But, you know, what do you, you, you use Scapple or you, we talked about Scapple earlier. What is Scapple? We talked about Scapple. There are people out there that prefer to organize graphically. And a lot of the people I work with love mind mapping software. You know, I've tried mind mapping software over the years and It's just not how I work. I tend to work best on paper. I'm old school. I'll work things out on paper. I'll transfer it into Microsoft Word. Word has an outlining feature in it. And we talked about copying and pasting content from your blog into Word. But there are a lot of people that like to work with mind mapping. And Scapple, S-C-A-P-P-L-E, is available for both Mac and, and PC platforms, Windows platforms. And it's a pretty good mind mapping software. It's it's paid, but it's super cheap. It's less than $20. So if that's the way you like to organize, consider going with mind mapping. What other tips do you have to become to, to writing distraction-free, staying organized? Like, don't edit while you write. Yeah, exactly. All of us, I think, are guilty of that. Most physicians are pretty AAA personalities. Most are perfectionists. 
and it's difficult to fight the urge to edit while you're writing. So really just get it out. If you're going to sit down and write, the best way to do this is to copy and paste content from your blog into a Word document and then extend it, embellish it, expand on it, but don't edit until you're done. Just get it down on paper and at the end, edit it. Easier said than done. You know, I've learned if you take spelling or grammatical errors, I tend to just keep typing for the sake of getting the idea on paper. Then I'll go back and I'll do the spell check. Then I'll go back and make sure that I did the grammar correctly. But that is something that, I, that took me a long time to learn. But that's a good example of not editing while you're writing. The writing's the most important. It's a hard urge to fight. I think most of us have that. The other thing is don't wait to be inspired. Schedule the time. Schedule the time every day or every week, but make it scheduled. Don't wait to be inspired. Keep at it. The other thing is create a new draft for every edition. And the way to do that is to save it as a new edition. That is, save it as draft C, draft D, draft E, et cetera. So you have, the, you have an archived record of the transition of how you got to the final copy. Is that right? You do. There's nothing that feels worse than getting down several drafts through it and realizing that the two chapters you deleted because you were disgusted that day with your writing actually had some valuable content and you need to now recreate them from memory. Another thing you can do, this is a tip for those who use Gmail, simply email the draft to yourself and there's a backup right there. You can always search for it and find it in Gmail. How about getting a third party involved? How about an editor? Do you have to do it? You have to, absolutely. Randy and I, as regular authors, know that once you're deep into the writing, you're, you're in the weeds, it's very difficult to have perspective. Get another opinion, even if it's just a volunteer. You don't necessarily have to pay an editor. Get somebody to volunteer and um, read your stuff, critique it, comment on it. You need an outside perspective to really help polish it up. You know, chances are you're not writing to another physician. Your ebook is going to be read by your patients or your followers who are non-health professionals. So a great choice might be to, as an editor is get a layperson, get your office manager or get a neighbor and say, okay, here's the purpose of my ebook. Did I convey that correctly or did I just completely, you know, miss the boat? That's a great tip. And finally, we said it before, this is the last point. The beauty of an ebook, electronic, digital, is that it's multimedia. You can include links. Be sure to link back to your website to blog articles. Bring the reader back to your website. Well, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Be sure to download, share, rate us. And we are now available on iTunes, ReachMD, Libsyn, Stitcher, at least those four platforms. Wherever you listen to us, please leave a comment or a rating. That'll help us immensely. It would help us immensely. If nothing else, it makes us feel good about ourselves. It does. See you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We love it when physicians and others who deliver great healthcare make the effort to reach their patients and their future patients. Providing accurate health information online is a value you provide for your patients. We're here to help get you into the digital world and to get you found. Please leave a review on iTunes, on ReachMD, on Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five stars, of course. And visit us at russandrandy.com for more how-to details. See you there. And until then... Keep chilling.